Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, Justin and I will share how our fantasy drafts went in our respective Dodger leagues. I will talk about a major accomplishment for me that even Justin couldn't pull off when he tried, and some television nostalgia that hit everyone in the feels this week. All coming up right now on Holding Court. Boom. You're looking so hydrated today. Yeah, it's because I got the matching <laughs> blue mega. What do you call it? Water, water jug. Mega water jug. I think it's a gallon. It is a gallon. 128 ounces. The guys looked it up. Well, it's on the bottle. It says a gallon? It says 128 ounces. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know that the conversion was that was a gallon? No. The, uh, we're, the question was like, how much water is that exactly? Oh, okay, and okay. I looked it up. Well, you have a little different version. There's a lot of them floating around on Amazon. I don't actually have brand loyalty to this one specifically. It's just the one that I, I like the paracord. You don't have the paracord on yours. I don't. But it was funny, the first day I took it into the field, I was sitting in the food room, and it was right next to me, and Corey walked in first and was like, damn, that's a big water bottle. And then he looked at the lines, and I, it was like 5 o'clock. Yeah. And I was still on 1 o'clock. Oof. And he was like, you got a lot of work to do. And then like 30 seconds later, Mookie walked in, and he was like, holy crap, that's a big water bottle. And you're way behind. <laughs> so I know it's just kind of funny. The lines really, I'm at 1 p.m. now and it's only 11 a.m. So I'm actually cruising today. Well, yeah, you also ran almost 11 miles this morning. So. I did. Thank you for pointing that out. At a very rapid pace. Yeah. I, Oof. So I run, I'm in the middle of training for, I've talked about it before, but the Ellie Marathon, which this year... Since it was postponed a little bit, it's November 7th, so it's coming in hot. It's a very interesting time of year to train for a marathon. Normally, I'm training starting around Christmas. It, that's a lie. I start probably end of January yeah. for the marathon in March, there we go. but this is just a very chaotic time of year, and so I'm in the middle of my training. I run with the Pasadena Pacers, which... You pick your pace group. We meet at 6.50 in the morning, which it, when I woke up this morning, it was dark. And as I was driving down the 134, this, I saw the sunrise. It was stunning. If you haven't seen it, I suggest you wake up and enjoy that. I think a lot of people wake up at that time. Well, you know, I don't. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on that schedule and we don't have kids. So I sleep. I don't sleep much past that we're up at like nine yeah I don't know it just depends but today so I find my I think I don't know I go back and forth if I think I can run faster than I do but I find my last time I trained I ran a couple times I usually just kind of train on my own but last marathon I ran with the 14 minute group which when you're running with that group, you 14 think, minute mile group is yes. what you mean. Yeah. So when you're running with that group, you kind of just almost think, okay, this is my pace. This is what I run at. And then this year, kind of by accident, I think I thought I was getting with the 14 group. I got with the 13 minute group 
And I'm like, okay, this is my pace. And then today there was only three other people that showed up with that pace group and they took off. And so we were running like 11 and a half minute miles, which Pasadena, the area around the Rose Bowl, very hilly. So the first five miles is straight uphill. And then obviously you get to come down. I don't know. Am I a faster runner than I think I am? Well, I think, I think you said what had happened was the pacer, the actual pacer. Yeah. The Pasadena pacer. The Pasadena pacer, her, her watch or whatever her tracker broke and told her that she was running a 17 minute mile. So she was like, Oh dang, I need to kick it in gear. We need to run faster. And little did she know that it wasn't broken, but you guys were running an 11 and a half minute. So she said that at 17 minutes, she said, Oh, my watch is telling me that we're running a 17 minute mile. I was like, no, that's our total time so far. So this happened very early on. And so I think she knew that wasn't the case. And then she just went for it. And she's one of those runners that it doesn't look like she's exerting a lot of effort, but she's sneaky, like fast. And so I was just trying my best to keep up and we all finished at the same time. So 10 miles, check, check. Check. I, th- I think it's just an example that your mind puts boundaries and limits on yourself. Oh, right? totally. So like if you're joining a 13 minute group and you think that's your pace, like you're setting a barrier for your mind. Like, oh, I'm a 13 minute a mile runner where, you know, your little pacer there kind of set you guys up and broke down that barrier. And now you realize, holy crap, I ran an 11 and a half minute mile. I can do this. Yeah, it is wild. And especially I'm, I get so in my head. I think that's why I have such a hard time with distance running. Cause I know my body can do it and I know I can get my lungs in shape and I can get my body in shape, but I have a really hard time not looking at numbers like on my watch or I have the app that I use on my phone and kind of tracking everything. So the first seven ish miles, I wasn't really thinking about distance. And then I'm like, okay, three miles to go. Then you start to get in your head. Okay, three miles is pretty far. Like, can I keep going at this pace and all that? And I just, I think if there was a way for me to shut off my mind, Mm -hmm. I could go a lot further and I could go faster. But I did it. I'm sitting here in all of my sweaty glory so we can do an episode before you head to the field. I will shower today. This will be a hair wash day. We'll see. We'll see. I can't go on like this. (laughs) I have like, when you get the sweat and it's just on your body like caked on your body that's how I feel right now and it's not good I she actually, literally came home and I was like why don't you go shower and then I ate breakfast outside and flies were swarming. literally <laughs> swarmed by flies I'm the I'm the uh wait what was the stinky one in Charlie Brown that carried around the little blanket did you what did you do as a child I watched Charlie Brown a little bit but I didn't like lock into it you like lock into shows like this was like your lifeline this was like what yeah everything you watch was pig like pen. Pig i was pig pen, pen with a little dust cloud oh, around pen. me yeah yeah that was me this morning eating breakfast but you and all your shows like the simpsons like you know every line of every episode of the simpsons uh, you brought up Blue's Clues the other day like, okay you know everything about Blue's Clues. like yeah i know what Blue's Clues was but I couldn't tell you the guy's name or that he went off to college. <laughs> Allegedly. 
Okay, we have to talk about Blue's Clues because the internet is talking about Blue's Clues. I know. This is what brought this up the other day. And you were like mad at me because I'm like, yeah, Blue's Clues, little blue dog, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm older than you, okay? I just start crying. I know. So you actually, we are only two years older than me, but we span four... Lifetimes. We span four years in school which is crazy like you technically graduated when i was a freshman in high school yeah and I'm so smart i won't say what years but blues clue so i th- so i actually got a wow so i didn't have wikipedia when i was nine but when blues clues was on did anyone no let me get there <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to talk about blues was clues. there an internet uh i probably yeah well we had this we now maybe another year or so we had like this little mail thing in school where you could like send emails if you were like in the lab yeah i think that was the first internet okay back to blue schools. yes back to nick jr so i had thought i was a little old for blues clues but i didn't think i was that much older and i looked up yesterday because i <laughs> just always love to look up target demographics for this. things this is great it says two to four and you were possibly nine. three to five and you were mad at me when i was 11 that i didn't know blues clues it was for two to five year olds okay so i think and okay, you were locked in so if you weren't familiar with blues clues you would try to solve something and you would hunt down clues this might be why i'm such a good creep yeah because you mastered the two to five year old show (laughs) i think it's a little older than that i don't think two-year-olds were grasping collecting clues and checking the mail and talking to like mr salt mrs pepper i don't think two-year-olds were doing that but i think they were entertained by it i don't know i really liked it and i was home from school and that would be my joy i loved that i loved little bear i loved franklin i loved eureka's castle I watched a little bit of Eureka's Castle. See, I, I was probably a little young for Eureka's Castle, so yeah. that's perfect. But Blue's Clues, 25 years. Wow. Steve came back and sent a message to everyone on the internet, and it didn't touch you. No. You felt nothing. I felt nothing. So, Steve, if you didn't watch Blue's Clues, Show on Nick Jr. a dog. Spoiler: Blue is a girl. Just didn't know shattering that. those gender norms. But Blue and Steve would solve mysteries and collect clues. And one day, Steve just said, "I'm gonna leave." And <laughs> my abandonment issues. No. And then just said, "Hey, meet Joe. He's now gonna be the one that navigates you through life." And it left Which everyone. has to be traumatic for a two to five year old. What about a nine year old? You should, you shouldn't, you should understand that he was going to college. He didn't say where he was going. First of all. Okay. He just said, I have to leave. And then a bus pulled up and Steve left. But like my sister is four years older than me. And she knew that Steve was kind of like a punk rock. He was in a band. And so I just assumed he left to pursue a career in music. So I don't think a two or a five-year-old had that information, but I was privy to an inside scoop on Steve. Because of your 13-year-old sister who who was also watching the two to five-year-old show. She had a blue and a magenta toy as well. Wow. All right. 
I had the big crayon and the notebook. Way to go, Chris. Anyways, so this really got, but he came back. He recorded a video for the 25th anniversary and pretty much apologized, said he left abruptly and he knew that was probably difficult. And then just said, I wanted to just say, I'm really proud of you. It was a very sincere video. And I'm sure there's actually a lot of people who watched it that were like, oh my God, I never thought he would come back in my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I know. And there were a few times where it was trending that he had died. There's always those like random celebrities that like if you Google him, it's like Steve Burns dead question mark. So it was nice. It was emotional. I'm a big like nostalgia person. I get really sad when I think about time passing from things and it's just crazy 25 years yeah since that first day did it seem like it flew by it did yeah it's crazy i mean i don't know what else to say i'm sad that you don't have something like that to cling to yeah from your childhood yeah i definitely didn't really feel anything but i thought it was cool that he came on and like sent that message out because i'm sure there was a lot of two to 13 year olds out there who really needed it honestly (laughs) the shade is messed up what about barney oh man the big purple dinosaur i remember i won a coloring contest at long john silvers to (laughs) you didn't react to that sentence at all coloring contest long john silvers (laughs) all right and i won a barney prize pack and then i got what did you get from there the is it a fish fillet or something? No, they're fish planks. Two fish, fish planks, planks and fries yeah, combo. But I don't know if I've ever had a meal from Long John Silver ever in my life. That's messed up. That's not even a life. I don't know. I know. And even being in St. Louis, I didn't get my White Castle. As I was doing my training run there, that was the most spotted item on the street, like the trash that I was running past. So many White Castle burger boxes. We almost went on the way home from one of the games. I know. I thought about getting one. Yeah. I'll save it for the holidays. But yeah, I don't even know what I was talking about. Long John Silver. So I won a coloring contest and I won a Barney prize pack and a Barney meet and greet. Not the real Barney, but like costume character. And I remember thinking, oh, I have to act like I don't want to go to this. I'm like too cool for Barney. Because I remember being in kindergarten. Accurate. Well, being in kindergarten, you would get teased they were like barney's for kids I'm like well, we are we're five you were that aware <laughs> <laughs> to respond with well we are well no but barney was something that you weren't i don't know it was weird i'm sure they said barney's for babies not kids yeah you're probably right but there was i don't know it was weird you could watch sesame street muppet babies yeah. but barney was like bully territory yeah you could not be caught watching barney no. So I remember Barney had an interview with Barbara Walters. <laughs> I think I might be making this up. And I was on the bus. How do you remember this? My bus stuff? driver was like, Did you guys see Barney's interview with Barbara Walters? And I had to be like, No. Your, I'm looking this up. Your it, bus driver. <laughs> what, <laughs> what in the world? Like the layers that we're peeling back right now are. Tremendous. Did Barney not, was Barney not on Barbara Walters? Is this, did you dream this up or what? <laughs> no, I remember my bus driver asking if we saw him. Maybe he was on like Good Morning America. Was this a something. Simpsons episode? No, this is real. 
What's the bus driver's name on Simpsons? Otto, but this Otto. has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Barney was in. Oh, I'm going to have to get back to everyone on this. Wow. I tried to look it up and Darwin Barney's stats came up. So that's where my Google just sent me. Darwin. <laughs> oh, Glover. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I'm so, this is so off track of what I wanted to talk about today. Yeah, but let's get back on track. I don't even know what the track is, but Barney was on something. <laughs> and, <laughs> and What the, was Barney on? <laughs> and the bus driver. I think you were on something. Was asking everyone on the bus if they saw it. And I remember having to hide that I didn't see it. Because you didn't want to get bullied. Yeah. Well, that's sad. It, I know. It is sad. Kids are cruel. I feel like yeah. they're more cruel now with the internet and all of that. Internet. We just had to worry about Barney. Kids have to worry about everything. TikTok and... Yep. Okay. That's about it. That's <laughs> all I have for today. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was like hours and hours worth of just... No, we're just getting started. Deep diving into your life. I have a few more pop culture things I'm going to throw at you, though. Okay. This was another thing going around the internet. Uh-oh. Would you rather have dinner with Jay-Z or a $500,000 check? Uh, dinner with Jay-Z. Because of the opportunities? Yeah, it's Jay-Z. Like, he's the man. And it could probably open up or lead to potentially more opportunities than a $500,000 check. What if you put the $500,000 check in Robin Hood and then you don't <laughs> well, need Jay-Z to would, tell you? It would probably not be worth $500,000 after. <laughs> what? My Robin Hood portfolio is thriving, so I'm not Yours sure. Yours is. Mine's not. Well, there was a big argument of, well, what if he phones it in? Like, what if he just doesn't care and he's just there to so he doesn't get fined? I mean, he probably wouldn't care, but I feel like, you know, when you go to that, you try to bring something to the table and be interesting and not just be like the same person that he probably assumes you're going to be. Like treat it like a shark tank, like you go in with an idea, an invention. I don't think it's like that, but like you, you just want to go in and be, I guess... Well, you want to be yourself. You don't want to put on an act, but like you want to be interesting and not be what he expects. Because if you go in there and you're what he expects, then he's going to be bored and probably not give you. What if he's you know, just scrolling Twitter while you're talking? Well, that's what I mean. You like you want you want to go in there and give guess, him the old razzle dazzle. Put on a good impression and you know, not be like the super fan. Oh my God. And ask like the super fan questions because yeah, then he's, that's probably what he expects. This made me think of, and it's obviously not the same thing. And I know the answer of what the person would have done if they were given that example. But do you remember when we had to go to a dinner or a, it was like a lunch, a fan one with the Mets? Yes. Where were we? What city was that? I in? don't know, but there was some contest that the team held. Kansas City? I've never. Don't bring up my 29th uh, stadium uh, that I have Kansas to City? get next yeah. year, God okay. willing. But there was. Okay, so let me set it up. Justin had agreed to be. 
I don't know. It was probably one of those contests where it was like, have lunch with a Mets player. Yeah. And they probably were like, oh, cool. Can't wait to hang out with David Wright. And they were given you, which is great. And I think, yeah. honestly, that's a prize in itself. <laughs> but Thanks, babe. We sit down. So we sit down to lunch. And mm -hmm. I'm weird about eating in front of people I don't know. Not anymore. But it used to be like a thing. So I was like, this is going to be weird. So I think we got like flatbreads or something. I don't even know. And the guy sits down and he was like, very New York. Yes, super New York. Very New York. And he's there with his girlfriend or like mm -hmm. maybe a girl he was trying to impress. Yep. It wasn't a wife. It was like an acquaintance yeah. situation. And he's like, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I don't even like the Mets. I'm a Yankees fan. <laughs> We're just like, this is off to a roaring start. I loved it though. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I felt like there's that desire to make it, I don't know, to be like, come to the side. We're cool. And I, I was fine. Like the lunch was fine and we had no, it, it good was conversation, but it was just so, I feel like if I was like with Barney and, and meeting Barney, I had to be the biggest cause you just have to put it on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I won't tell my Mia Ham story. I'll save that one. But when you <laughs> win a contest, no, the guy and you meet and the someone were, were great. He was like up front right away. And he was literally like, I'm not even a Mets fan. I'm a Yankee fan. And that was kind of like the icebreaker. And again, that was something that Do was, you know who you were. That was something that was like totally unexpected, right? Like you expect, I mean, I didn't expect him to be like a crazy fanboy over me at the time. Like I was nobody on the Mets, but like, you know, it's still cool. And he was just like, yeah, I'm not even a Mets fan. I'm a Yankee fan. I was like, oh. I appreciate that. And that kind of like broke the ice and it was just, it was kind of normal, right? Yeah. I'm just awkward. So I'm sure I was awkward. I don't know why I agreed to go to it with you. Well, you were probably like, I don't know what this is going to be. I can't remember what city we were in. I can literally remember the restaurant that we were sitting in, in the hotel. I want to say Philly or something. No, I don't think it I was a city. I don't think it was like a National League city. I feel like it was a hotel that we rarely well, it would have to. been 2013 yeah i don't know i didn't go to that many that year i don't know it would have been 2013 was chicago wasn't chicago miami i can picture the little restaurant in the front of the hotel it's gonna come to you yeah at some point but i don't anyways, know what how we got there was the like you're comparing a lunch to me in 2013 <laughs> with the Mets to a lunch with Jay-Z. Like, what? No, it just made me think of someone winning a contest to go to lunch with someone. Yeah. And I had this memory that flooded back from eight years ago where we had to go and sit at a lunch with someone. And I don't think we've really done anything aside from dinners through our foundation yeah. where people are donating money to go to an event we haven't really done anything like that since then maybe we auction off another think, lunch with us i think that was the only <laughs> one we've ever done yeah that was like I wonder a one-on-one -on -one like type wfan or something had like i don't know maybe with the radio station had a maybe it was know. ed i don't know i don't, I don't know what it was i'm not comparing i was just thinking of the <laughs> awkwardness of meeting it someone felt like a comparison <laughs> i mean i think you're comparable to jay-z oh Thank you, babe. Love that. <laughs> I'm just JT. I fall a little short of the Z. <laughs> I think it's fine. I a few just, letters away. My point was the similarity of meeting someone for lunch and how it could be very strange. True. 
you never said, said what you never said what you would do though. Would you take the oh, lunch I'm or would you take the cash? I'm taking the cash. I have no interest in going to lunch with anybody. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I don't even know what I would do. I would be so awkward, especially after the last year and a half of not having that much social interaction. Oh, I'm taking the money. End of story. All right. What do you, oh, you're taking, you said you would take the lunch. I would take the lunch. I think that's a, well, I mean, perspective. I think that the lunch is a probably a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're never really going to get that shot again with Jay-Z. But also, I mean, some people would be like, oh, $500,000 check. I'm never going to get that opportunity again. So I can see both sides. Yeah. And I guess it depends on the here and now, like you yeah, need that money now, right exactly. now, then. Yeah. Jay-Z, it's, it's going to be a long-term investment into yeah. your future. Yep. But, yeah. Well, I have no future in music, so I wouldn't be <laughs> going that way. I don't but think he is he's... A, I think he, he owns a, a... business... Yeah, he owns some things. Entrepreneur... Title. Is he a title? I don't know. Did I make He's <laughs> just... He does everything. Yeah. He's married to Beyonce. He's successful at everything he does. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm with it. Okay. Speaking of once in a lifetime. Uh-oh. I don't know if it's an uh-oh, but I had my first time with something. <laughs> Care to explain? <laughs> Are you going to fall <laughs> off your chair? Well, I don't have your like agenda oh, today, yeah. so I have no idea what's coming. No, the agenda is a hidden agenda. <laughs> I'm calling the shots today. I had my first fishing experience oh i had no idea where you were going <laughs> so i was like oh breaking are you sweating no yeah you did well we've been on you've been on the boat when we fished before but that this was the first, first time i've been time called you into the chair on the rod <laughs> 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 just reeling it in yeah so went to cabo I don't even know what day it is. Two weeks ago? Couple Maybe weeks. less than two weeks ago. Went to Cabo and went out on a fishing boat, which I'm not going to lie to you, requires, well, more work for the captain to set it up, but <laughs> less work for me. Like I'm not sitting there on a, Very true. on a dock with my line and my bait and waiting and whistling with a straw hat and overalls. But... I just sat there and waited for the line for you to hear the buzz of the line, right? <sniffs> yep. That was, oh, and then I just looked, I pointed at myself and then I looked behind me to my right and behind me to my left. And I was like, it's me. <laughs> I'm going you for it. You pointed to yourself. I was like me. And then I looked around and no one else was answering the call. So it was me. Okay. It was mine. Is that how everyone else would tell the story? A hundred percent. Okay. This is a fishing story. So I'm just saying stuff gets stretched sometimes. I don't need, I mean, if you saw the photo on Instagram, I don't need to exaggerate anything. <laughs> I, Jordan might ask me to join his Marlin competition next year. Okay. I'm Maybe. just saying. Yeah. So line zips, I sit in the chair and it's like all of a sudden things are just happening. So I get my rod. I'm trying to use my fish terminology. <laughs> And I just start 
just start cranking. And I think back to when you lost your first Marlin. I did. I don't mean to bring it up. Sore subject. I just thought I can't suffer that same fate. And that was all I was thinking because still to this day that affects you. And I just, <laughs> just twisting the knife. It wasn't so much that I lost the Marlin. It was that Ben Utley, Chase's oldest son, who was what, eight at the time? Uh, 10 maybe? Oh, eight. 10? No, he was eight. He's like si- seven, six. No. Whatever. He's not 10. Okay, maybe it was six. I don't know. This was like four years ago. So after I lose my Marlin, the line hooks again and Ben says he wants to do it and he jumps in the chair and he reels in a Dorado, which was awesome. And he's all fired up and he's talking smack to me saying he's a better fisherman than me. And he actually goes to school the next week and (laughs) in his like show and tell or whatever it was, he told the entire class that he's a better fisher than Justin Turner because I lost my fish and he reeled his in. That's what hurts. I mean, the truth hurts. Yeah. But we ate like kings off that Dorado. Mahi, mahi. We did. Mm, It was good, those tacos. I know. The freshest fish tacos I've ever had. I mean, you can't get any fresher than that. Literally. Eat fresh. Off the boat, onto the grill. (laughs) Quite literally. Thanks, Ben. So, again, he's still deeply affected by losing the marlin. So, I just think, okay, this is my fish. So I just start cranking and cranking and cranking, cranking, wheeling, reeling, whatever the word is, going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And he's getting closer, but he keeps like peeping out of the water to be like, hi, F you, you're not going to get me. And I think (laughs) I just blacked out and I just kept going and going and going and going and going. And when that baby made its way on the boat, I just can't even... It still feels like a dream. It truly does. And it's something that I wish you could have experienced in your first fishing. Oh, do you? Chair. Is that what you wish? (laughs) I do. And I just felt like, obviously I had help getting him on the boat. I'm not pulling that. I mean, he has like a freaking. You've seen Billy the Marlin, the mascot. (laughs) That's what he looks like. So he has that big. Uh, Yeah, it's a Marlin. (laughs) (laughs) hence the name billy the marlin i'm gonna i'm gonna look at billy the next time in miami and be like i caught your ass (laughs) (laughs) when he's doing his seventh inning stretch with billy's kids or whatever it's called if uh what's his face didn't get rid of him already jeter jeter what's just what's his face the hall of famer Hall of Famer just got inducted. I don't know. Okay. Well, he got rid of the statue. He got rid of the aquarium and the backstop. And he got rid he of the moved neon the, green. He moved the Cuban coffee to center field to a level up. Well, why don't you write him a letter? <laughs> a strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah. I will. Dear Mr. Jeter, I respect <laughs> what you did on the field, but what you're doing off the field it's is a, a travesty. Grace to the Miami Marlins. I mean, I is attendance up? Because I think you would see a correlation to when the statue was moved out into Centerfield Plaza of Marlins Park. You think the statue is what brought people in? No, I just think it's fun. And I think it had a vibe to it. And I don't love seeing the statue going because that's obviously bad. But I just think the aquarium, 
the everything was just fun in Miami. They're just a vibe. Yeah. And I think every park has a certain vibe and that was They don't even have the Clevelander open. No. I don't know if that was a COVID thing or if they're just planning on shutting it down. I know. I'll never forget the Clevelander though. Yeah. When I talk smack about it and then you saw me in the <laughs> Jumbotron with a margarita. <laughs> yeah. I'm like playing whatever, third base. And then like the seventh inning, I look up on the Jumbotron and Court is like in the Clevelander with a margarita. Like having the time of our life and I'm just so like, there was wow. a big discussion if you don't know what the Clevelander is it's a club in Miami and they made kind of how Hyde Lounge there's a Hyde Lounge at Staples Center and I think there's one at SoFi now too uh Bootsy Bellows maybe so they kind of brought like the club into Marlins Park and it's in left field and make no mistake this was a club there were there's a pool first of all full bar there's dancers that are topless but body painted and I happened to get there before someone shift and they just paint them right on the stage so <laughs> it is like a full at the Clevelander oh yeah really? so yeah you're like <laughs> this intrigues me and it's funny because if you notice the bullpen which I think they switched it back now they did switch it back now. so it used to be so the home bullpen obviously was on down the left field line yep next to the Clevelander yeah and I guess it was too distracting which you could imagine these body painted women. So they switched it. So then the road team was in there. And I remember some of the Mets wives were very jazzed about this. <laughs> like, I won't say who it was, but there was a wife that was like, I'm not letting him go in the bullpen in this series. Like, well, I don't think you can be like, Hey, sorry, no bullpen for you. And you're a reliever, but it caused quite the stir. And I remember being, I mean, this was, we were like dating for like a year and I was like, you wouldn't want to go in the Clevelander, would you baby? <laughs> and you're like, no baby, I would never right. go in there. And I'm like, yeah, that is so trashy. Why would anyone want to go in there? And then cut to my friend Kat and I going to the Miami series for her birthday. And we're sitting there in like the third inning. And since she had worked for the Dodgers, she kind of knew the, I guess, corresponding employee for Miami that was there. And so he was like, oh, you guys have to go check out the Clevelander. And we were like, let's do it. And so we go over there and I get a margarita that's like a fishbowl and they stick a beer bottle upside down in it. So it's like a full thing. And we go and sit down in the seats that are level pretty much with the outfield. You actually rolled a double to the wall in that game. So good luck charm was me being in the Clevelander. <laughs> but... Then my only double my <laughs> career. <laughs> no, but you like I mean you were still a utility player, so it was True. cool that you got okay. in the game and okay. you had a great I'll game. I'll give you all the credit. No, you had a great game. You didn't Thanks. know I was out there. I didn't. Maybe it was Billy the Marlin that inspired you. But Maybe. so you're in the dugout, I think, after that half inning, and I feel like you said John Neese or someone was like, uh Turner, isn't that your career? <laughs> <laughs> and they'd put Kat and I on the Jumbotron drinking our boat margaritas. I don't think anyone told me. I think I was literally on the field, like in between innings, like fielding a ground ball. And I turned no, around and looked no, up no. and there you were. <laughs> they, would, they don't do Jumbotron between an inning while you're fielding ground balls. They do put fans on the Jumbotron in between innings. 
Oh, while you were warming up. While I was warming up in between innings, yeah. That's not how I remembered it. Well, you were the one with a margarita (laughs) and a beer in your hand, so. (laughs) Uh, That was funny. I think I, yeah, it was a little hypocritical that day. But they do have really good food in the Clevelanders, so if they ever bring it back and you're in Miami, go check it out. Maybe I will write a letter. You should. I think... As someone that has been to a lot of ballparks and knows what sparks joy, I'm a valuable asset to someone that is. And who's interviewed Janet Marie Smith. Yes. On maybe our podcast. I'll have Janet Marie let Jeter know. Yeah. Just pass a little, uh, slide a little letter across the table. Yeah. At lunch. <laughs> With Mr. Jeter. With <laughs> Mr. Jeter. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I love it. I love it all. <laughs> I was a I was a hypocrite, but it's fine. It's fine. We'll we'll move on. <laughs> You're just giving me this look. I'm sorry you never got to go to the Clevelander. I didn't want to go to the Clevelander. I would rather be playing in the game. I don't know. They had bags like cornhole before. Although the pool, the I would game. like to jump in that pool. You would probably not do it because you probably think it's gross. I feel like there's like a UTI just waiting for me (laughs) in that pool. I don't know. (laughs) I think about the Diamondbacks one too. There's so many kids in there with like diapers and all of that. It's, I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know how appealing the pool. I like the idea of the pool because I do love sitting and watching a game from the pool. don't know how clean it is. Yeah, I don't know. People drinking that heavily. It's like Vegas pools. I feel like the pool at, what is it? Well, now it's not hard rock anymore, but rehab, Mm. that water was cloudy. To be honest with you, I've never had the opportunity to go to a Vegas pool in the summer. I've never been. I've been playing for too long, so I don't know how bad those pools are. Yeah. We're just off track here. We're so... We went from (laughs) catching a marlin to Billy the marlin. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's worth talking about. But how was your... Fantasy draft. Ooh, fantasy draft. We talked a little. Well, you haven't. You weren't here, obviously, when I was talking to Mackenzie. We were no. talking a little strategy. I don't know if you listened to the episode. Um, I've listened to like the first fifteen minutes of it, but I haven't listened to the whole thing yet. So, huh? Guilty. I listen to every episode, by the way. I know. For I don't. Who doesn't know. But what is taking you so long? Um, I usually listen on the way into the field, and we've been on the road. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. And you've had some phone calls and stuff. Okay. Well, yeah, on the road. I, I usually listen to it when I'm driving in the car by myself. Like yeah, because I don't let you turn it on. I don't like yeah. hearing my voice. So. Well, I just don't have like um, headphones and stuff. I don't have headphones on the road. Oh, I have headphones, but I just don't like putting my headphones on and then like blocking everyone out on the bus. Like I sit and talk on the You're bus. You're a social so, guy. I know. Yeah. I know. It's okay. Let me know when you get around to it. But anyways, we talked a lot. I don't think we expected to talk that much about fantasy football. But we talked a lot about fantasy football. So I could tell you how our draft went, and then you can tell me. Well, you tell me how yours went. It was good. It was good. We actually did it up in San Fran where the Warriors play in that arena. Um, because for those of you who don't know, Peter Goober is a part owner of the Dodgers, also owns the Warriors. And we were looking for a place to do the draft, and he was kind enough to let us go in there and do it in one of their big banquet rooms in the arena. So that was 
really cool, really nice. Um, they had food for us all set up. Um, they even had some dairy-free options for me and Corey. Oh, wow. Which was great. They had this hamburger dog. Okay. Like this hamburger hot dog in a hot dog bun. And it was like ketchup, mustard, relish, cherry relish, Oof. like onions. Cherry relish. It was Jersey Mike so style. good. Like you would have loved this thing. I'm telling you, you would have been all over it. Anyways, to the draft, we had the fourth pick. Um, Brandon McDaniel and I have been a team for several years now. And I think it's pretty well documented by court that we've never made the playoffs. I told you you're not even going to do it this year. But we did... I think have a really good draft. I mean, we took with the fourth pick, uh, Derrick Henry. Um, Josh Allen's our quarterback. We have Allen Robinson. We have uh, Darren Waller. Um, we have a lot of good players. So I think it went well. According to the ESPN app, we were uh, we did the number one draft. So I know you guys all know how much that really means, but... <laughs> According to the according to the app, we we did well. You have the best second half team of any fantasy football league so the last, I've ever seen. The last three years, our first round pick has gotten hurt within the first two weeks, all three years. So we've had to scramble, we've had to trade our second round pick to create depth, and it was a mixing, matching, piecing together. And then by the time the playoffs came around, for most of the years, we've had one of the best teams, but we always miss the playoffs by like a game because of the injuries in the beginning. Yeah. It's brutal. Brutal. Well, we had our draft, and like I alluded to on the episode with Mackenzie, the stickers and the board was mm -hmm. a disaster. But I think that's always been my role for – fantasy as the commissioner my sister helped with the stickers but I was kind of there was no obviously I couldn't have her log in and then reference the board yeah or else it would have kicked me out of the draft and so she was kind of following my screen so I wasn't able to look at what whoever was taking and map out my team and see all of that so I don't know how good I feel about it but <laughs> we'll see it's always hard to do the sticker and the board and do the draft online because we had some problems with it too because guys were drafting like on their computer but not announcing their draft picks and so like guys you know weren't necessarily following along on the computer they were waiting to hear who got which teams were taking who yeah. so they can cross them off their list or whatever off their notes and then also we had a bunch of guys um there working the board and they were like trying to do the board yeah. and couldn't hear it so it's always tough when you have the board and you're doing it online. I I wanted to do it on the board only. So you had to announce your picks and you had to cross off guys. And then if you draft a player that's already been drafted because you weren't paying attention, then you pay a fine and you put money in the middle. But um, guys weren't on board with that. They just wanted to do it on online. I know. And I normally have everyone do their own stickers, but people get so distracted and then I feel bad. But... I also have a team in the league, so I feel like yeah. I should have just said everyone do their own stickers or pull their own stickers or write out their pick and have it on a list like next to them so we could have followed it, but we'll see. I think leagues are won and lost with the waiver wire Yeah, and how you replace injuries and swap in guys and all of that, so we'll see. 
We I also felt- we also had Justin Brule sing the national anthem before our draft, which oh was a highlight. Yeah, was that was this good. On, will this be on a backstage Dodgers episode? Or? I, I don't. I don't think backstage was there. Uh, Suhu was there shooting some photos, okay. but I don't. I no don't recall though. seeing uh, backstage there. Maybe they're just very sneaky. Maybe. Maybe I'm underestimating their sneakiness. <laughs> I don't well, think I saw hopefully this is the year or you're definitely not doing it next year. I'm not asking to win it. I just want to make the playoffs. I mean, we are doing hey. We are doing a butt bowl this year, though. So, you know, every year you have six teams make the playoffs and six teams don't make it. Oh, okay. The six teams that don't make it are then in a playoff. Okay. And whoever the worst team is has to pay a penalty. So it's a butt bowl. Which the idea is so guys can't sell off their team when they're out of it. They've got to yeah. keep their good players. See, I like that. Because you that. don't want to be the last place team and then have to pay more money. I always think about doing that and just having people throw in like an extra whatever and then yeah. doing a loser bracket competition. But I like that idea. Yeah. I think it makes it better for the long run. Yeah. So I like it. You don't well, win anything for being in the butt bowl, but you could definitely lose something. I like butt bowl. Bubble. I think that was uh that was Scherzer's idea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they did that in DC. Yeah, Scherzer and Trey brought it up and they I liked know. it. And I'm glad that their wives are in our fantasy league. They yeah. really just hopped right in. So nice. It's good. The more the merrier. More the merrier. Um big game for you this weekend. I know. Bears Rams. Bears Rams. Well, how do you feel about the Bears starting Andy Dalton over Josh Fields? I'm all, like I'm all for a ginger athlete, but I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think, I don't know. I'm still mourning Mitch, so. <laughs> I think he was good, and I just don't know what Chicago does to quarterbacks. I'm still a Jay Cutler stan. I think he was incredibly talented and had an incredible arm, and I just think something's going on. I don't know. Something in the system. Yeah, I think when they let Mitch just be – he was great. But there was just something happening. Hmm. So we'll see what happens. I well, don't know. All right. The D is not the problem. That's true. But we'll see know. what happens Sunday. I'm excited. Fresh season, optimism. It's the Rams. It'll be a good test. You're probably feeling a lot of optimism with, I almost said the Marlins, the Dolphins as well. Yeah, Clean they get, slate. They get New England right out of the gates. Everyone's in first. Well, Actually, only Tampa Bay is in first. Tampa, oh, that was a good game. That was a really good kickoff wow. game. Except for my first round pick, but it's fine. Everyone's just figuring Ezekiel out. Ezekiel Elliott. Everyone's just figuring out their <laughs> roles, and that was my first round in my friend's league, but. I wasn't uh, sure he was on the field at one point. I'm I, like, yeah, what was happening? No one was, but it's I okay. will say that Dak had a few chances to like check down to him and pick up yards, and he he was just too locked in on Amari Cooper. This is the thing with fantasy and it makes, and I have to check myself too, because I think about your, like you in a game and people that do, and fantasy baseball, I feel like it has to be what 5% of people that do fantasy football do probably less than that. Fantasy I don't know. Baseball? Fantasy baseball is crazy because it's literally every day. Like, I, I don't know how guys do yeah, fantasy baseball. That's going to be hard. I did forever ago, but I don't know exactly how it's done. But I just feel like it makes you faint. I don't know. I'm just giving everyone grace. As a wife of a professional athlete, I understand the grind and the hustle, and they're all just doing their best, and everyone wants to be out there. 
and scoring points. So yep. you can't get mad. And if you go online, people get mad. Yeah. There was something yesterday where a player was being accused of a crime. And if you go, I was trying, I was like, this is crazy. And I go on Twitter to look it up and see what's going on. And everyone's like texting Matthew or tweeting Matthew Barry with ESPN. Like, do you know the availability of this player for Sunday? I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> like right. everyone, no one's concerned the, of anything with an actual crime or anything or what's going on. Or if someone's being falsely accused, it was like, can I start this guy? <laughs> so it was just ridiculous. I don't know, but best of luck to your team, except in my league. I hope you get second and I hope I get first, but I'm telling you final year for the Dodger league. This might be it for you. For me or for the wives league? Oh no, I've won the wives league two out of three years and I've come in second the one year I didn't win. I am not getting out of this league. This is my moneymaker. That's because I drew the names in the past and you always got like the first or second pick. This year you guys did it different. No, I normally have like seven or eight. I have no, I only had the first pick when I got McCaffrey and then he got hurt. So it didn't, it wasn't, and it's a snake draft. So it's not true. It's good if your first pick is good and puts up 30 points every week. But, but. this year was kind of fun doing it for you guys. I, I blew up balloons and put the girl's names in the balloon and then pinned them to a cork board. And we had our trainer... Uh, the famous possum uh, literally was throwing darts and popping balloons to do the draft. I respect order. so much that even on the very last balloon, he missed twice, but then still yeah, he popped was, it when he we was going to leave no balloon behind, but we just knew who it was at that point, but he still <laughs> finished it. It was just crazy. Cause you mentioned the new girls, you mentioned Kristen and Erica coming in the league and it like, ironically they were the 11th and 12th balloon. I know. I got so mad. I'm like, they're going to think that we're doing this to them. But obviously you can't fake it. And you, he didn't know who was on the board. And you know, but, uh, but honestly, even if he knew he would have missed. And I talked to Trey and I talked to Max. It's like, honestly, 11 and 12 is better than like six and seven or six, seven, eight, you know? So that yeah. actually they're in a better position. It's just so weird. You're like, Hey guys, I just um, have to tell you that they're actually in a well, way better position getting last. <laughs> Trey brought it up right away. He's like, Oh, I see how it is. Like the new girls in the league. I noticed just automatically it right get away. 11 and 12. I was, and like, I was like, Oh my God. Dang it. But Kristen's team's good. Erica's yeah. has some work to do, but it's the oh, first yeah. week again. Well, just with projections out the oh, gate. Oh, projections. Yeah. yeah. The old app. The app. The almighty app. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Thank you all, all right. for listening. Oof. Some weird rabbit holes we went down this week. That's okay. That's the beauty of a podcast. You really <laughs> just never know where it's going to go. Without a guest, it's like just a a wild card. Well, we got, I got moonshine on my lap. You got Rigby on your lap. There are guests today. Yeah, that's true. So make sure you are subscribed, however you're listening to the podcast. And if you listen using Apple Podcasts, make sure you're rating and reviewing every episode. We see all of them. We love all of them. Some of them make us laugh, but we appreciate it. Please comment Jay-Z or 500K. I want to know. Yeah. Let me know what you think about all of the topics. (laughs) (laughs) And that is going to do it. And we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Bye.